right, Josh. Let's roll. All right. Mino, what is up, my man? Welcome, everybody. This is uh this has been a few weeks in the coming. Mino posted a uh a tweet a few weeks ago or about a week ago about his 2004 trip to Chita Itza. And I'm like, hold on a second here. I got, I got to the phone. I'm like, dude, we got to talk about this. What, what? He's like, well, you know, and I'm like, no, let's do a show. And so now we're on the show, but you know, what you said in that tech, in that tweet, um, it blew my mind. And the reason it blew my mind is because it's not the first time I've heard it. One of the first people I heard it from was myself from over 30 years of research into those various different topics of one of the things that I kind of discovered on my own was these cosmic cycles wrapped in all these ancient and mythological contexts. And then I started hearing it in just random little places. And, and now I like that I heard something a few weeks ago about the Mayan calendar. Oh, this is kind of interesting. Then all of a sudden your post and I'm like, this is not synchronicities. Yeah, yeah. So I, what I'd like is, can you tell your story? Are you okay with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's something I swept under the rug for so long that I didn't really even uh, give much of a, you know, I, I entertained it. I, I I didn't give it much of a second thought after it happened. I thought it was just a really cool experience. But after I was anticipating 2012, and it was like, oh, whatever, you know, but. But, but his words always kind of like um, kind of rang in my ear for a long because everything that we're witnessing now, I kind of look back, man, was that it was such a majestic, magical experience. Um, so basically what happened was um, I had a fight. I was actually in, um, in uh, San Francisco when I fought. And I left with a group of friends to to go in, uh, in uh, Cancun and, and Chichen Itza. We wanted to go see the pyramids, go hang out, get drunk, do all the stuff we do after fall. And so we bolt. Uh, we drove down the PCH, left from the LA um, airport, flew into uh, Cancun, had the time of our lives, and we were wrapping up the trip. Uh, well, when we were wrapping up the trip, we were like, man, let's stay a few extra Chichen Itza. So we rented a Jeep, and all of us drove down there, man. From Cancun, and it was just an awesome experience. And as we're driving, you know, we get there, and I realized like it was coming into the year 2012. It was around 2000, I think the year was, I'm, missing, if I'm not mistaken. Um, okay. And we, ro we roll into National Park. And when we roll in there, I remember thinking to myself, man, this isn't right, man. They used to let you uh, hike the pyramids and do all that, but these were all roped off. And I don't know why they were roping them off. They had them like uh, barricaded. They, they didn't want you going even near the pyramids. You could just stare at them. And um, as we're in the park and we're walking around, I was really pissed off about that because I was like, man, I really wanted to hike the pyramids, get to the top, look around. I mean, these are enormous and they're beautiful. Have you ever seen them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, have you ever? Seen yeah. Okay. So, I, I, you know, and you know, when, when you clap an echoing sound throughout the park, I don't know if you've experienced that. When you clap around the pyramids, they go doo -doo -doo -doo, and they shoot off in different directions into the yeah. into the park. It's an amazing, uh, you know, the way they design these things. I mean, it's just, it's just, you're just awestruck when you're there. Um, and 
the sun starts going down and we're still at the park and they're everyone out of the park. Well, <laughs> what happened was uh, my friends and I uh, kind of laid back a little bit. We were talking to some some people that were selling trinkets at the park. And one of the 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 the, the Indians were like, hey, man, would you come with us over here to this this over here? We're, we have a fire going and we're just you know, talking, drinking some beer. So we go it's like kind of a off to the side where a lot of the Mayan people were hanging out, putting up, packing up all the stuff they were selling. And we're hanging out there and we're sitting next to a fire, hanging out. And next thing you know, the sun's going down. Now the park is closed and we're still in the park. So I'm like, man, dude, we, we're kind of stuck here. Like, what do we do? How do we get out of here? And we can see that our 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 truck is parked to a, in a place where we had to take a bus to get to the, where we parked, we had to take a, a bus to load up and then come to the park. So we, we had to walk ahead of us, dude. Like, it was at least four or five miles, but we knew where we parked. So I tell my friends, I mean, and one of my buddies there was Jake Rivera. I'm like, Jake, let's. Let's hike the pyramid, man. No one's here. It's it's the middle. It's it's coming on. It's about it's about nine thirty at night. I'm like, let's just go for it, man. Let's just let's see if we can do this. And he's like, dude, are you serious? Like, we get in so much trouble for this, man. I'm like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm not gonna leave this park till I get to the top of that pyramid. And at that point, the moon was just full moon. It was beautiful, oh. lighting up the whole. All the pyramids were just glistening in like a blue light. And I said, I'm going for it. And my friends are like, no, no. Like they, Everyone was like really giving themselves a gut check at that moment. I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going for it. And I start running towards the pyramid. And Jake is like right behind me. So I get to the pyramid and I'm looking up at it and I'm sweating. I'm adrenaline. I'm just like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go for it, man. And so I just started climbing the steps, right? And they are way steeper than I thought than I thought they would be. Like I, you know, you think you're just gonna walk up them? No way. You're scaling these damn things. So as I'm scaling things like Spider Man, I get about a quarter of the way up, and I look down, and I go, "Oh, I didn't realize how far up I was." And I look down, and I'm like, "Oh man!" And then I look up, and it looks like an eternity. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I can't stop now. I'll just go halfway, and then I'll decide it halfway if I want to keep going." So then I scale more. I get to halfway. About Probably took me another half hour to get to the halfway point. I'm guessing. This was a long time ago. I get to the halfway point, and I look down, and it's like, oh, man. Like, if I'm going to get down, I have to slowly crawl down like a crab. Like, I'm already halfway up. So if they catch me, they catch me. Hmm. And I'm thinking, man, I don't even know what the what the sentence would be. I'm guessing a lot of years in jail if I got caught. So now I'm, like, really doing a gut check. I'm like, man, maybe I should just get down. Maybe I should keep going. I don't know what to do. Um. I just said, I'm already here. I'm going to go for it. So I turn back around and I start scaling and I just keep my mind on each stone that I'm going up and the moon is reflecting off the steps and I'm climbing, I'm climbing and I'm climbing. And when I'm about 10 feet away from the very top, I, and I'm, and I'm like, I'm like right there. Like it's just another maybe 15 steps. I, I see a silhouette of a man sitting, sitting on the top of the pyramid and i freeze and i was like oh no 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 no! they're gonna oh, arrest security. me security security or something yeah and um I, I i i and i see like a uh the the light of a cigarette or like a yeah, or like yeah. he's he's smoking right and so i stop and i go Como estas? like that and he goes i can see him looking like this at me and he tells me, he goes, he tells me to come up. So 
I didn't know if he was going to talk to me and then call a radio in his people or whatever. So I get to the top and it's this little Indian guy and he's, he's not very big at all. And he's kind of has like a, a warm sheet over him and he's just smoking out of this uh, pipe. So I, I just kind of sit next to him and he has broken English and I have broken Spanish. So we communicated well. Yeah. And um, he's sitting there at the top and I'm looking, you can see the whole, uh, like jungle and the and the and just everything through the on the top of the pyramid with the moonlight just shining down a, upon it. It was gorgeous. So my adrenaline's going. He saw that I was uh, that he saw that I was like nervous and I was like I didn't know what to do. I was like I better get down. I kept telling him, I'm going to go down now. I'm going to go down. And he goes no 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 no. Carmente, carmente. And he goes sit down, sit down. Sentese, sentese. And he tells me to sit down next to him. I'm like oh man, I do not feel comfortable. I'm going to get busted, you know. And I'm like, I just I just wanted to get to the top and go back down. You know, that was going to be my, like, rocky moment, and then I was yeah. going to get the hell out of it. So he sits me down, and, and then he just starts having a casual conversation with me, like, where are you from? I tell him El Paso. He goes, what do you do? I'm a boxer, this and that. And then he looks at me, but I cannot make out this guy's face. Um, it was really strange. I don't know if I blocked it out or if I could see it then, but I, I just couldn't really make out his face. And he starts telling me that... Um, uh, he tells me he's you're in you're, you're Indio. He tells me that I'm Indian, that I have Indian blood in me, and I was like, yeah, you know, I, I do on my dad's side, you know, somewhere down there, I, I know I do. He starts talking, and then he starts and to 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 put this story in a nutshell. He starts telling me about the Maya and um, the belief that he goes. He asked me if I knew anything about the calendar, and I was like, ah, not really. I was like, I don't really know anything about the calendar. And so he starts explaining it to me that how it was passed on from his elders and ancestors to him and what it means and why it's so important coming into 2012 and what it actually means about universal consciousness. And so I can't like go into the the exact words he used or how, how the conversation went, but I can give it in a nutshell on what he told me. Um, he just was very matter of fact, like just told me that we're coming into a period of novelty and like chaos for for the mankind because we're what he said was each step represented an and each step of the of the pyramid represented a evolutionary jump in consciousness in human consciousness and now we're at the very top of the pyramid which is universal consciousness so each step represented a new evolutionary timeline of human consciousness making a spontaneous evolutionary jump to the next yep. so he said that what what was so important about 2012 was that it's the next jump of evolutionary consciousness to where and if you really think about it it really is because that's really when the internet picked up and texting and and uh you know smartphones and all that stuff really really just skyrocketed right it was after 2012 and then after that doesn't it seem like everything just snowballed so yeah. He said after 2012, things will happen at a rate that it's going to be uh, almost unbearable for human beings. And a lot of people will not make it because they're not going to understand that this is a process or that this is a a uh, we're, we're going through a, a point in the galaxy in which uh, I can't I can't remember what he said, like that we're coming into a. A position in the galaxy where I guess we're coming into an energy type phase or 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 a system where we're going to be getting bombarded with um i don't know what photons or uh i'm not i'm not sure what yeah so it it's this is the interesting part to where i'm like blown away so 
Yeah, and there's I no was, way that I would know. I mean, I didn't, you know. Like, yeah, no. Like, the so way, firstly, I, yeah. I want to comment on this old man. Well, hold on. Let me just say one okay. more thing before I forget. He said that everything's going to happen 20 times faster than ever before. So, like, human consciousness is going to pick up at a rate. What you should take uh, 4 billion years to 180 million years to uh, 100,000 years to jump in, in consciousness is now going to take every, what would that about every 20 days mm -hmm. evolutionary jump in consciousness in this universe, in this universal, universal shift that we're in right now. Okay. So, dude, firstly, you struggled to get up this pyramid. How do you think a, a small little Indian guy got up? Well, I'm three pounds at the time. <laughs> true, but you know, I, I said this to you, and 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 I'm going to say it again: is that a lot of these artifacts that are left over from the old cultures, from the old ancient civilizations, they have what we call protectors of knowledge. You remember when Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade they went to find the Ark of the Covenant? And he had that old knight that was nine hundred years old protecting it. Th that yeah. comes from yeah. various different allegories of these ancient relics of the pyramids of these of these different types of symbols from ancient civilizations that they have protectors that have that knowledge contained in them. And uh, I believe what what you experienced up there at that pyramid was not some old Indian man, but the protector of the knowledge, the guardian of that pyramid who was revealing his secrets to you, revealing the pyramid secrets to you. And the reason I say that is because I've had a few similar experiences in my life. Uh, there is this one point in time I was uh, getting back into a lot of this research on kind of ancient history, who are we, consciousness, this aspect of what magic really is, kind of our, our minds and understanding reality. And I started researching something uh, in, in occult philosophy known as Solomon's Temple, Mysteries of Solomon. And I, I had a breakthrough. I'm just like, I just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. And I'm like, I, I figured out what it meant and like really like truly what it meant like internally and so that night i'm going to take a shower and me and my buddy are going to have a fire in my backyard and i go i'm in the water and i kind of close my eyes when i'm in the water it's just one thing i do in front of me this being just like i you ever felt like something you just know it's there and you close your eyes i close my eyes yeah. and you see the silhouette of this being, and i'm like like just stop what the hell right and uh, it starts saying some things. It gives me its name and it gives me a whole bunch of information. Some of the very same information that you just told me. Um, I don't think anything of it. I go and, and things like that happened a lot when I was younger. I've had very similar occurrences. Um, that night, my buddy's like, hey, why don't you look up that name? So I look up the name. Yeah, it's in the Bible, but okay. A year later, my grandmother died. I'm at my mom's house. My mom is is very diehard Christian. And so when I say these types of things to her, she gets really scared. She's like thinking I'm talking to a demon or something, right? Like so it's demonic I, or something. Right. So I'm talking to my mom and I tell her the story. And now if we know about Solomon's temple, in the Holy of the Holies is the Ark of the Covenant, right? So in Solomon's temple, you go through 
the uh, the houses of bread. You go through the and go to the holy of the holies where the ark of the covenant is. And uh, I'm at my mom's house and I'm telling her this story. And she starts mentioning the ark of the covenant. Like she goes, "Well, what was the name of of the entity? What what did the name? What name did they give you?" I go, "Yael, J A E L." She goes, "Hold on a second. She goes over her bookshelf. She pulls out this book. And, wipes it off, opens it up. She goes, oh, thank heavens. I'm like, what? She goes, oh, well, it's in here. I'm like, it's in there? Like, that name is in there? And the book was Angels and Demons of the Ancient World. And so she pulls it up and shows me that the name Yael is a cherubim and the protector of the Ark of the Covenant. And I almost shit myself. And I almost shit myself. Like, I never heard that name before in my life. I'd never seen that name before in my life. I had no, no ever correspondence with anything from that book or any of that stuff. And, and that's not the first time that's happened in my life. So I'm like, whoa, like, you know, your heart, your stomach drops and you're just like, what is going on here? So I started picking up my research and a lot of the information I was giving much, much more. One of the things that I found is that we are in, um, so there's various different theories. I mean, you have the Yuga theories that come from the, the Vedas. You have the Mayan calendar. Um, you have uh, various other old calendar systems that are now kind of lost to man. One of the things that I began to realize is I wanted to take a lot of that ancient knowledge and apply science to so I started looking and I started looking at the symbology. I started looking at the ancient relics. I started looking at the ancient monuments and I and I saw it. And I go, what's happening? Is our you, you know what an analemma is? So the sun. Uh, I, I... Yeah, so an analemma is the perspective of the sun's transit through the sky as we view it. Right? So if someone went out every day in the sky and they put a track, yeah, they tracked it in the same spot every day at noon, that's what the sun's path would look like. It's a figure eight called an analemma. Okay. Okay. The moon does the same exact thing, but it's more elongated because the moon's closer. And what that analemma really is, is our perspective of observance of two rotational bodies, of one rotational body going against kind of a stationary, right? And so that's kind of, that flow is our orbit around the sun in, in actuality. Now, if you took yourself outside the galaxy and watched our solar system. It's doing the same thing in the galaxy system. It's doing the, the same thing in the galaxy, but it's doing it around the arm of the galaxy. So right. if we, if we that's know what he to told do, me, not, not in the way you're saying it, but in, yep. in layman terms, he said the same thing. And that the reason that this is going to be such a crucial time for humanity is because we're coming into this energetic field of like yeah. cosmic rays or whatever he was saying, and that it's going to bombard us and, and cause our sun to act really irregular and erratic, but it's going to be like excited and that it's going to affect us on earth. And we are, he said this exactly. Creatures of the sun. We are creatures of the sun and we will respond to yep. how the sun is reacting. So this is what's going on right now is that process of the analemma. The cool thing about it is that at the top of the analemma. And let me kind of put it like this because you can see it more clear. And this one is actually that's in the south. We don't that one. That's in the south hemisphere. 
I'm going to pull this up again, and I want to show this to you because it'll make a lot more sense. Now, do you see where these two points converge right here? Yes. Those are called equinoxes. This is your summer solstice. This is your winter solstice. These are the four seasons, which means as our sun transits the, the Milky Way galaxy's arm, it bobs up and down. So as it goes around in a 320 million year journey, it kind of does this bobbing. That bobbing is being done through the arm of the Milky Way. Now, one thing about galaxies, especially spiral galaxies, is all the matter and energy is condensed towards the center area, towards kind of like an area called the discretion disk of Sagittarius A and Sagittarius B. They kind of go like this and even out. And the gravity concentrates towards the center. So the Orion arm, which we are in, has a concentration of highly energized particles in the center. On the outskirts, it's not as charged. So it gets less and less dense and less and less charged. Our winter is that bottom. And that is a different polarization. That would, Let's just say that's a positive polarization. Okay. So there's less density, less charged particles. Polarization is positive. And then up here, there's less density, less, uh, uh, less charged particles, but negative polarization. But in that center area, that's highly charged particles, highly dense particleization, heavy gases, all this type of stuff that our solar system will go through. And you kind of have this transition of various polarizations. So what our planet is continuously doing, our solar system, is moving through that loop. And it goes through various different seasons. Now, these seasons we represent in the cycles of the sun. Our sun goes through what's called solar maximums and minimums. Solar maximums are periods of high energy utilization by the and that's sun. that's what causes the coronal mass ejections and things like that. A lot right? of when... solar flares and CMEs. And uh, one, one thing that many people don't know is that during solar minimums, which are like every 11.3 years, we have an increase in cosmic ray bombardment on this planet. And it actually increases the cloud cover on this planet for about 11.3 years. Because the Which Earth also, hold on, let me, and this yeah. makes sense to me. This was also explain the climate of the planet. So climate, this, 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 this throws climate change right out the window. It if absolutely does. If people understood this science, to me, this shows that climate change is a farce. 100%. But the reason they started with climate change is because they understand these cycles and they knew that this was coming and they're going to utilize it as an aspect of control over us. But yes, yeah, so the, the solar minimum, it brings about an increase in cosmic bombardment. And what's happening right now is that our planet is being bombarded by a lot of solar energy because we're at a solar maximum. Now, why is the sun's solar energy increasing in propensity? Because the field, the electric field that it's moving through, the high ionized particle, dense particle field it's moving through is increasing the in potential. And so if I take a charged particle and I move it through a, a, par, a charged field, there's going to be massive interaction. We have to look at our sun. Our planets are kind of like cathode or anodes and our sun's a cathode. There's this electrical distribution that always is continuously occurring through that. Um, we have a, a magnetic sheet that fills our entire galaxy that is in complete balance that keeps all the other mag uh, magnetic fields of a lot of the planets in tow. That field is dictated by the sun's electromagnetic propensity, how, how much energy it's increasing and decreasing. 
About 10 years ago, various different cosmologists and physicists came out with this theoretical model of what suns actually were. And what they were were that there is a high energy tunneling that is done within the galaxy and that these suns were really just kind of this, this distribution point, this node point of this high electrical current that runs through the entire universe, that stars are nothing more than these kind of exhausted points and node points that are coming about from an energy that is hidden in a, like a different dimension, if you want to it makes a lot of sense when we start thinking about it in this sense that we live in what we could consider to be an electric universe, but electricity isn't really what we think it is. You know, uh, CERN, as evil as they are, said they had just discovered a fifth force of nature um, a few months ago. Um, Nikola Tesla talked a lot about this fifth force of nature. He called it radiant energy. Uh, we have a, uh, Royal Rife talked about it. We have. Um, do you think? Do you think suns are actually fire planets, or do you think they're dimensional portals? I, I think that they are cold. I don't think they're hot, and I think that they are a massive source of this energy. I think that they are portals. I, I would say that I had a, a vision a long time ago when I was dreaming of. Uh, like a magnetic ship that latched onto the sun's electromagnetic field and was immediately pulled towards that sun. And as that's how suns are this interconnected medium between planetary systems. Um, but going into this, this model of what we're, we're talking about here is that evolution, this is the biggest part, evolution is built into the universe. Conscious evolution is built into the universe. We are conscious beings and the universe has processes of how we evolve. We can look at it as we're moving into springtime in our position in the galaxy, that everything is about to start blossoming and blooming. So this would also go with um, the Bible, the end times, all of this anticipating basically this positioning that we're in in the galaxy, yes. understanding that how human beings would react. So in other words, where we're at right now in the position of the galaxy, they understood the bombardment of these energy frequencies and that basically this is how I'm interpreting interpreting, interpreting it, that we would come into this time where everything would start speeding up and things would get crazier because we are um reacting from the sun and the sun's reacting from this cosmic energy so it's all uh you know it's all symbiotic it's all working together in this in the sense that um we are experiencing what was foretold the best way they could explain it in biblical texts in the mayan calendar whatever am i right in saying would you agree yep. with that because that's how i'm picking this up right now no you're absolutely right is that all my perspective as well, and I don't want to say it is this, but this is my perspective, is that all of the ancient and holy scripts are all talking about this, the same thing. This is what we're considering to be the Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is this, this spawning of consciousness within us. I like to put it in this perspective because this is kind of, I think, the best way to explain it is think of everything as a radio station, right? Is that... Our planet broadcasts a radio station. We'll just say 103.5, right? 103.5. Now, the people on that planet oscillate 
in some type of bell curve within that 103.5. Some are at 99.7. Some are at 105.7. Some people at 105.7 are like, dude, it's conscious evolution, man. Like you need to start doing yoga. Like that's been a lot of people for a long time. The people at 90, 99.7 are like, just like, like the square goes in the circle hole, right? They just yeah, don't yeah, get yeah. things. <laughs> but the people at 103.5 are sitting there going, this world's kind of weird. There's people on the outskirts. Well, our planet is changing radio stations. It's moving the 105.7. So as this planet moves to 105.7, the people at 105.7 are like, I told you so. You guys didn't want to listen right. to me. Everything's starting to make sense. Everything's starting to happen. Those people at 103.5 are like, what the hell just happened? And that's normies. That's people who said, around us not waking make it. It up. But, that, that's yeah. another, but he also said not everyone will make it. That's the 99.7s. <laughs> You, you, you're breaking up, David. Anyone who's uh, yeah, point Okay, so can you hear me now? Hold on, you're you're frozen. You should be coming. Can you hear back me now? Here. I can hear you, but you're still frozen. One second. Well, I mean, so uh, well, I'll just keep talking. <laughs> yeah. So the the people that are are behind that they say, oh, got me there or no? Are. Yep, I got you. Okay. Yeah. So the people that are are, are lagging, are, you know, that are on the lower frequencies, not miss shift. Nope. They don't have the hardware. Yeah, and that's the ninety nine sevens, and that's the lower band frequencies that never caught up. Yeah, to so the so frequency. So that would be kind of like the rapture. The Bible explains. Where some people are taken and some people are left behind, type of thing. The Earth shifts, right? Yep. The Earth kind of kind of shifts out of itself, or or um, goes into another dimensional frequency, and then the ones that are left in this frequency is left behind. That that's it. So, um, a lot of people talk about the Schumann residence, right? And I think that this is kind of interesting that our Schumann residence is this frequency that occurs between the ionosphere and the the ground of the Earth. And it's kind of like this oscillation. Now, it, it can increase in frequencies, it can decrease in frequencies, but primarily it ranges between 7.85 hertz and 14.85 hertz. And it, it's it's calculated about 17, uh, 7.85 hertz. Um, that's what dictates our circadian rhythms. That's what dictates our alpha state cycles, which is kind of interesting, right? Because that frequency is what induces the alpha state cycle in every single species on this planet. But did you know that human beings actually don't exist at an alpha state cycle? We're kind of a little dissonant of that cycle. We're a little bit off of that alpha state. But every other species on this planet exists harmoniously with that. And one of the reasons, I think, is because of all the environmental stimulus that is coming at us. I think the electromagnetic prison that has been created around us has really produced a lot so, of this. So do you think the deep state or the Luciferians or the occult... <laughs> are purposely trying to hold us down from this elevated state or trying to uh, block us or or stop us from making this this shift, which is why there's chemtrails and why there's uh, all this propaganda on the news to lower, vib to lower our vibration. Do you think they're purposely trying to keep us here in this third dimensional vibration or this realm so that we don't make that proper shift or transcend? So... Here comes the red pill. 
Yes, absolutely. Uh, you had Duval Noah Harari a few uh, a few years ago coming out and saying that they're building a technological arc that they, they, the elite, are rising up to the status of gods. Okay? Now, how does that happen? If we are all in a point of cosmic evolution and they want to be gods, they have to retard our evolution and allow themselves to rise up. Now, there are some interesting things that happen. Number one, the shot, jabby, jab, jab. Okay? So it has a profound effect on ACE2 receptors where the spike protein actually latches onto. Um, when you inhibit the ACE2 receptor, you actually downgrade uh, another uh, genetic expression known as VMAT2. Now, Dr. Dean Radin, who is the chairman of the Office of Noetic Sciences, uh, which was Dr. Edgar Mitchell's uh, foundation for a while, they had done a lot of research at SRI, Stanford Research Initiative, in the 1980s, pertaining to psychic phenomena. They found that everybody who, who is religious, everybody who has various psychic experiences, who sees ghosts, who sees USOs, who, who might be a psychic and like, you know, has deja vu, they all have this one specific gene activated in their body called BMAT, D-M-A-T-2. The interesting thing about the COVID vaccine, and I was talking about uh, talking to this with Dr. Tao Braun, uh, is that it downregulates that gene, which means that it stops that gene from expressing itself. So it a lot dims of the light bulb. It fucking dims the light bulb, which you can see right. in all these people. That's right. So number one is I think that they are trying to genetically do that. Now go back to Epstein. Go back to Gates, Soros. What is the main investments that they've been putting into over the last decade, twenty years? Genetics companies. Genomics companies. Interesting enough, Jeffrey Epstein was heavily invested in genetic data mining. And he worked with Google, Sergey Brin, Larry Page. He worked with Bill Gates. And they are all about collecting the DNA from as many people as possible. It's one of the things that I actually think COVID was about is they wanted the swab test. They wanted the DNA from the swab test. They wanted to collect all of that. And the reason is, is because there was a 2014 um, study done by a guy by the name of Dr. Martin Blank from Columbia University. It's a fascinating study because he went out there to show uh, he wanted to see whether or not 4G and 3G and 5G radiation affects DNA. Well, he proved undoubtedly that it does, but he also found out some other information. Number one is that DNA is an electromagnetic transducer as well as DNA is a fractal antenna. A fractal antenna means if you chop it up in a billion pieces, it still sends and receives the same frequencies. An electromagnetic transducer means that your DNA is continuously shooting out energy and taking energy in. It's receiving signals from its environment and it's sending signals to its environment. Which would bring into question the cell phone towers. Correct. And they have an effect of degrading and breaking down DNA. Now, an interesting article that goes along with this, done by that same team at Columbia University, showed that there was evolutionary influence by something known as a co cosmic microwave background radiation of the universe, which is called the afterglow, the CMBR. Okay. Now, if, if you remember growing up in the 90s, you turn on the radio and you're, or you turn on your TV and you see the white snow. That's actually the CMBR. That is your cosmic microwave background radiation that is pick, being picked up by the antennas and being projected and broadcast, okay? A lot of people fall asleep listening because it's white noise and it's actually really soothing. Now, here's the thing. 
They say it's from the afterglow of the Big Bang. I call bullshit up. You want to know what that field is? That's that field of charged particles that we're moving through in the galaxy moving towards the center, which is going to increase in its propensity. They said specifically in this article that it has a direct influence on DNA and that it most likely caused DNA to evolve to the point that it was at. Now, this frequency that it topples out at Earth because it's microwave, three to 300 gigahertz. When it hits the Earth, it changes various different frequencies. When it hits ground level, it tops out about 34, well, 28 to 34 gigahertz. Okay. That's where it starts to affect our DNA because our DNA is receptor sending and receiving signals at about 28 to 34 gigahertz. Now, this is interesting because the first 5G bands of radiation are between 28 and 34 gigahertz. Mm. There's something more sinister here. So our DNA becomes receptive at this. Now, if we get a look at it, each DNA strand is completely unique unto yourself. And so if you can imagine, you probably have a frequency which is tuned in to pick up who you are, your spirit, your soul, your essence. That frequency is probably, you know, one times 10 to the 40th long in characters. It, 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 it's precision. They can't calculate that down that well, I don't believe. But I believe that's one of the reasons why they were collecting the DNA is to try to hone in on your individualized DNA frequency. The reason so, so that so that would tell me that the vaccine added with the towers, the five G, is really not just dumbing people down, but lowering their frequency so they can be more controlled. In this digital slave matrix, one hundred percent, and stopping their evolution. So yeah, they they I mean, are so going to be offered technology. Really about if you if you really look at this. The vaccines mixed with the towers, which was the Wuhan, what was happening in Wuhan when this all happened was the 5G rollout, along mm -hmm. with even when it happened here, it was a big 5G rollout. This would tell me that this is what it's really about on a spiritual level. 100%. This is what I've been. So I've been talking about this for about, about a year and a half, two years now, is that this is what it's, I call it the digital slave matrix. They are creating a digital slave matrix. They want to impede the evolutionary spiritual growth of humanity as they evolve from this process and become higher than us to put them in a position of gods where they oversee us. And so the vaccine basically suppresses, it, it, it kills obviously, but it suppresses that genetic uh, evolution. And they wanted to collect our DNA and use AI to determine your individualized frequency because 5G uses something known as MIMO technology, multiple input, multiple output. Basically, think about it is that you have a billion small antennas on one little 5G antenna. Each one of those antennas will connect to a different individualized cell phone. So it has different beams going to different individualized cell phones. If they know what your individualized DNA frequency is, an article six months ago that came out said they've used finally used electromagnetic waves to express a gene in the human body, okay? Mm. They use electromagnetic waves to express a gene in the human body. They use external waves to change DNA. What do you think they're gonna do with 5G? So that's that's exactly what they're doing. That's really the sinister plan here. I mean, the, the least of our worries is getting sick and dying. The real problem is they're inhibiting, they're keeping us in a digital slave matrix. I mean, that's really yep. another level of this chess game 
that, that people are not even talking about. I mean, they're not even scratching the surface here. What yep. we're talking about here is so deep into This is such a, another level of the game. This is 5G. This is wargaming the 5G right here. I mean, this yep. is really this is really what, what we're talking about here. I've never heard anybody really talk about this. Um, you know, and, and this should be brought out to the end. And I'm going to put this on Rumble and everything because this is so important because this is another level of the game that nobody's paying attention to, except when we talk about all oh, this is spiritual warfare. This is legitimately, scientifically, what you're expressing here, how you're explaining it is scientific, breaking it down scientifically how this is spiritual warfare. Yeah. And this is this is their plan. So this is why they want to concentrate everybody, all the survivors, in the 5G smart cities. Because then you can control the ambient and external frequencies. You uh, smart cities, fifteen yep, minute cities. cities, fifteen minute cities. I, it's not about fifteen the minutes. Fifteen minute cities. That's why they're so important. Yep. The other day, a guy showed up to my. Yeah, some guy showed up to my house and I told him get out of here. I mean, this is this is how they're already implementing this. You know, so can you hear me? or Am I breaking up? Uh, you you actually very I, I could hear you through that whole thing. I'm, I'm, I can see there's a bit of a delay in our in our, our speed, but yeah. yeah, no. So this is really what the war really is right here. This is what this, this is how, how you broke it down scientifically. How this story off with the Indian explaining to me where we're at possibly now talking to you is like putting the pieces of the puzzle together for a lot of people. I would imagine. Yeah, and and so I've been kind of putting this out there for a while now um once i started to realize it i i actually started working on a, a documentary about it but the problem with the documentary about it is that this shit's happening so fast you can't keep up with it that everything is occurring so fast and i believe that like donald trump knows what we're talking about here. i believe that there's dude we are living in a world of absolute strangeness like Things that are happening, I don't even, I like, I'm just throwing it all out the window now. Like, I don't even, like, I, I know what's going on, like, kind of on a political level, military level, a social level, cultural level. Like, I know what's going on on a spiritual level. But then, like, when you start looking at certain events that take place, you're like, is that even real? Like, last night I was on TikTok and I'm looking for the game because I don't have a TV to watch it. And uh, there's this game playing and I'm watching it. And I'm like, I'm like. That looks fake. Like, there's just a few different things that were fake about it. I'm like, that looks fake. And it was. It was some kid playing a video game. I'm like, like, but it was the Super Bowl. And it was the Chiefs versus the 49ers. And it was 28, the, the 31. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I watched it for a good five minutes before I realized it was a game. And I'm like, whoa. Like, hold on a yeah. second. Like, it, but the question is, is how much of our world, how much of what we're seeing, how much of what's being brought into us is not real. It's being used to manipulate us or lead us in one direction or another. And I think that this is the ultimate kind of uh, situation that we're in right now. We are I've, in I've talked to, um, I've <laughs> talked to uh, Juan and a few people about this. When things start happening and they start picking up and arrests start happening and, and things of that nature start taking off, what they're going to do is flood the internet flood all avenues of free discussion with CGI videos of, of stuff that's so unbelievable. You're not going to be able to decipher what's real and what's not. Yeah. And that's the problem that we're going to come into is that we're not going to, we're not going to know what's reality and what's not. I mean, it's already happening now. So when that old Indian on top of that pyramid told me that 
people are going to perceivably lose their minds. I looked at him and I was like, that's interesting. He told me that people will not be able to handle the energetic current and that not even governments will be able to control. And that makes complete sense why they're pushing the vaccine, why the 5G towers, because they're still trying to have some kind of system of control for when this, when we peak or when we, when we're, and which we're in it now, but in this energetic field that we're in, they need to somehow keep control, but they're not, he told me, the Indian told me that no, nobody will have control, that everything will just, they'll try so hard to remain in control, but it will just completely break apart for them. And everything, all systems will break apart is what he told me. I agree. That's what I've been told as well. That, that the, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Nothing how hard can stop fall. what's coming. Right. So it is, it is not the great awakening is going to happen on its own, but the people that are not, like you said, on that bell curve that are on the very far end of it, they're just not going to make it. They're not going to see this incredible shift or experience it spiritually, energetically, or consciously, right? Yeah. They're going to just, what happens to them? They just get knocked down back to a lower vibration and start all over again. I mean, so, I mean I'm sure. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they just, you know, if it's generational, if that in a generation they all die off and that bell curve starts I think, anew. I think the universe is a, is a, is a massive recycling bin. I think energy goes where it needs to go and it gets placed where it needs to get placed yep. and then it gets reactivated how it needs to get reactivated or whatever. It sorts itself out. Don't you agree with that? That's how I see it. I 100% agree with that. I mean, think about a, think about how nature works and nature is a good indicator of how the entire universe works. A, a, a tree drops thousands upon thousands of seeds only to have maybe one or two of those seeds actually set foot and grow into another tree. And so what does it do with all the other seeds? They get reabsorbed back into the ground, the nutrients redistributed, right? And that energy eventually will find its way back towards its source. And so I think the universe is very much the same way. Um, I, I find it interesting, though, looking at everything as like a radio station, though, because it just makes sense now. Like some people are like 109, 110. Yeah, you know, yeah. Especially if you're raised in the time that you and I were raised in the 70s yeah. and 80s, you can be like... You're, yep. you're, 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 you know, you're like messing with the the frequencies on the radio with or shifts. Like that's kind of like where we're at right now, and people are at. Am I still there? Yeah, you froze. Yep, you froze for a second. Okay, there you go. Ah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Man, it says unstable. It says connection unstable. Hotel Wi-Fi. Yeah. Hotel Wi-Fi. But um. Well, shit, Joshua. I mean, I don't know how much how much more I got on here, but um. Uh, you want to continue this conversation at another time, or let's do it, man. Let's uh let let's it's... plan another part of this. The, the, yeah. We, yeah. we can. Uh, this was good. I think this is a good start. It's going to get a lot of people out there start thinking about this because when you said that, I was like, "This is so real," and people need to wake up to how real this actually is. And and people can call us crazy. They can call us anti whatever. I don't care. People, this is real. This is really happening. And and there's a whole different part of this, Mino, that comes about with all this and it's called the great unveiling and so revelation the revelation of john is a spiritual revelation it's a revelation of the self and the soul and where in egyptian mythology 
They call this the, the apocalypse, which is a Coptic word that means the unveiling of the goddess Isis, where the secrets of the universe are revealed. But really what this means in kind of the context of today is that all of that darkness comes to the light. All of that stuff inside you personally, as we begin to expand our consciousness, all that stuff inside you that you've been holding down, suppressing all that, that darkness comes forward. That's why a lot of people, that's why a lot of people right now are saying that they're dealing with stuff. You not only are you seeing it in the government and the entertainment industry, all things falling apart, but even in their own lives, personally, people are dealing with their own muck and gunk and having it come out into the surface and really having to look at them themselves in the mirror and deal with their own stuff. That's happening on a, on a, on a human level, a universal level right now. Or so to me, this is, we're right where we should be. And like, like that Indian said, and like you're saying, only some people will pass this test. Only some people will. Yep. I 100% agreed. And, uh, you know, it's, it's more than just belief. It's you have to, it's what the, uh, the Latin phrase, uh, temite notius or ipsum te notius means know thyself. It's what Socrates said. It was written at the temple of the Oracle of Delphi, right? Know thyself. What is the know thyself? We'll talk, we'll do a part two. We're going to talk about that aspect of what I, I have learned from my studies and what you've learned about what people need to do to understand all of this stuff that's about to happen. Cause it's going to get, it's going to get crazy, man. It's going to, the frequency is going to keep picking up. Correct. I mean, it's going to keep, yep. keep like, like that. It's going to keep boom intensifying. Yes. And people are not going to, uh, people are going to be confused at what's happening with them. And I guarantee I get this all the time in my audience. People are like, Hey, I'm having these experiences or this just happened in my life, but I don't understand why this is happening in my life. I'm like, well, I can tell you exactly. Last, like two years ago, we started going through what we called the jello. Okay. Did you remember like a few years ago when Biden was in office and we're all like, like everything you did was like walking through jello. All yeah. your thoughts, everything was like, you're just moving in jello. Like, oh, this freaking world sucks, man. Like everything's so slow. That was the, that was like the entering of this. And now, and if you imagine what's actually happened, our solar system, is coming around. It just turned this this bottom part and is now heading back up into the density of the Milky Way galaxy. And it's starting to hit cosmic particle bombardment. <laughs> Two months ago, after I've been talking about this for years, but my audience is like, holy shit, did you see this article? That the most highly charged cosmic particle that ever been discovered just hit um, the Earth in Utah was detected. Wow. They detected this massively charged. So they, they've seen one. So now that means more are coming. Oh, we lot. get bombarded by them all the time. Yeah. But yeah. So what we're going to start seeing is a lot of the ancient cultures, they talked about um, stars, like uh, lights in the sky that would rival that of the stars. I believe that we'll have various auroras, aurora borealis, of cosmic radiation. Of cosmic radiation hitting the Earth. And, then, and in turn, that's going to, that's going to, and turn on our DNA. Correct. Now, also a part of this, Nino, is that the Earth is in a symbiotic relationship with the sun. And this is something we'll talk about more next time. 
why they indicated about climate change and all that stuff is not because it's man-made. They just want to capitalize off it and use it as a form of control, but because it's really going to happen. And what I mean by that is as the sun increases in propensity, the earth increases its energy propensity. The sun and the earth have a shared magnetic field. As the sun increases its magnetic field, the earth does as well. But if there's a cosmic, if there's a solar flare coming, the sun will indicate that to the planet. And one thing that we see is about a week before a solar flare, you'll have an earthquake. Mm. And I've been predicting earthquakes for over a decade, you know. We should have a, we should do a, a round table with Daniel Brinkley as well, because he talks about in 2025 of this solar flash that's supposed to happen. Uh, that's going to shift humanity's consciousness. Uh, you're familiar with Daniel, right? Yeah, I, I am. And I'm, I'm familiar with the theory of the, the solar flash as well. And it, it kind of makes sense if instead of a solar flash or a lot of people say it's Betelgeist that's going to go supernova um, or uh, high energy particles that are going to flash the earth. Um, I think it's going to be the entering of this field, this conscious field. of evolution. I, 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 I agree with that. I agree with you. Now that I'm putting this together with what I was told, this is all happening like <laughs> divine. This is divine. So um, I'm, why don't we do the next segment with Danny and that way he can explain the solar flash and 2025 is when he says it's going to happen. Um, but I mean, why don't we all just spitball and, and kind of game this out and see what we come up with. I, I think that'd be a very interesting uh, round table. Perfect. Let's do it, man. Awesome. Well, Nino, this was an awesome hour. We're going to do part two coming up here probably in the next week or so, next few weeks. So everybody out there, much love, respect. God bless. Take care. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Have a good one.